All right, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of the Classy Kennedy Podcast. I want to start. Uh, first off, I want to thank you guys for listening to uh, the first episode. I got a lot more views or, I guess, plays than I expected to on that. So um, that was pretty cool. But today I really want to talk about uh, several different things. And First, uh, I want to talk about Kevin Knox um, saying that Kevin Durant was the greatest basketball player of all time. Uh, and then I'm probably going to move into uh, the Lion King and um, what I thought about that. And uh, I'm pretty excited for that segment because I've been waiting for, for this movie for, for a pretty long time. And I'm, I'm pretty opinionated about it. So that'll be a good one. And to end the show, my brilliant, caring father is going to join us and talk about his favorite alcoholic beverages. Um, so... I'm going to get started, and uh, to get started, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you about my weekend. So on Sunday, I went and kayaked the New River um, in West Virginia. It was a good run. I had a good time, but uh, I was going down the water, and I was uh, navigating a rapid, I guess, and I, I, I flipped. Uh, the, 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 a wave came and knocked me over, so uh, I was trying to roll up, and... For some reason, I could not roll, and I was I was submerged underwater for for a pretty long period of time, and I was I was really freaking out because I thought, you know, holy fuck, I'm never gonna you know fucking roll, so I, I'm gonna fucking drown under here, and so you know I was I was freaking the fuck out underwater, and the only thing I could think of while I was underwater was you know I cannot drown while Kevin Knox is still alive out there telling people that Kevin Durant is the greatest basketball player of all time. I mean, that would render my life completely and totally meaningless. Are you joking me? A legitimate NBA player legitimately thinks that Kevin Durant is the greatest basketball player of all time. I mean, that it's, 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 it's a joke. It's, uh, Kevin Durant is a fringe top 20 player of all time, people. He's not even in the top 15, much less the GOAT. Are you joking me? I mean, that's, that's fucking embarrassing, okay? And let me just break this down. There is no debate, okay? There is no debate about uh, or between LeBron and Kevin Durant and even Jordan KD. It's not even – I mean, there's no debate. But I'm just going to give you guys some numbers and, and, and some stuff. For you to think about, maybe if if you don't really you know take my word uh, for what it's worth. So I'm just going to start by by doing the career stats for both LeBron and KD. So over the course of LeBron's career, he's averaged 27, 8, and 8 on 51% shooting, compared to Kevin Durant's 26, 7, and 4 on 49% shooting. So you know LeBron's better, quite clearly, but you know counter argument, she's not that much better. So that's really you know you never know. Well. Then we get into, you know, career accolades. And this is where I really um, think that it, it becomes clear. Um, so LeBron is a 15-time All-Star, a three-time Finals MVP, a four-time League MVP. Should have been about seven, but they got sick and tired of giving it to him after his four. So. Uh, he's made the All-NBA team 15 times, and he's a six-team or six-time All-Defensive player. Compared to KD, who has uh, two Finals MVPs, a single league MVP, 
has made the All NBA team eight times and is a ten-time All Star. So that's pretty significantly less than LeBron. But besides that, I just want to talk to you about the how ridiculous it is to to say something like that, okay? Because yes, KD has two Finals MVPs on his resume, but let's be real, people. Kevin Durant has zero rings. I am sorry. I am sorry. And yes, do I think Golden State wins as many rings without KD? Absolutely not. But come the fuck on. The greatest scorer in NBA history, and again, he is the greatest scorer in NBA history. Seven foot tall. He he, he can handle it. He can pull up from anywhere. He can finish. You know, it's pretty, it's not even debatable that he's the greatest scorer in NBA history, but he's still not a top 20 player. and, And here's why. The greatest scorer in NBA history, paired with Russell Westbrook, was up three to one on a seventy-three and nine team in the Western Conference Finals in twenty sixteen. And Kevin Durant proceeded for the last three games of that ser- of that series to shoot sub forty percent from the field, and they lost the last three games and ended up losing the series in seven. Okay. And everyone said, oh, well, they'll be back. They'll be back, you know. Don't worry about OKC. They're young, you know. They'll be back. And what did KD do? Well, actually, before I, before I tell you about that, let's just talk about what happened when, when Golden State got to the finals in 2016, which is they got up 3-1 to one on my Cavaliers and, <laughs> you know, Clay Thompson. I remember this like it was fucking yesterday. Clay Thompson gets – gets up on the podium uh, during a post-game press conference and decides that he is going to talk shit about LeBron. And he says something along the lines of, well, it's a man's league, and maybe, you know, maybe LeBron's just not man enough to play in this league. (laughs) And so uh, inevitably the reporter then asks LeBron what he thinks about what Clay said, and LeBron, of course, chuckles and – and uh, kind of brushes it off and says that he, he'd rather take the high road than to, to respond to it. And then my favorite person in the whole world responded and really won the Cavs a title by saying what she said. Aisha Curry <laughs> uh, gets on Twitter and proceeds to subtweet LeBron by saying that, you know, uh, you know, subtweeting his high road comment by, by basically saying that he didn't take the high road, that he, you know, is, uh, is, is, is a hypocrite and all this other stuff. So when she said that, I, I got on my Twitter and I, and I immediately uh, quoted the tweet and said, um, Cavs in seven, you know, you just crossed the, the king. You're, you're going to lose. And, of course, they proceeded to blow a 3-1 lead, and LeBron solidified himself as the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, and so after that happened, after the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead in the finals, what did they do? Well, multiple reports say that immediately following the Game 7 loss, Draymond Green uh, hysterically crying in the parking lot, calls Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant uh, agrees to join the Golden State Warriors, which clearly 
was a move specifically made so that they could beat one guy, LeBron James, okay? So for for anyone to say that Kevin Durant is the GOAT is just outrageous. It's outrageous because Kevin Durant had to join a 73-win team, the best regular season team in the history of basketball, had to pick up the greatest scorer in the history of basketball to beat one singular player. So for Kevin Knox, who is a fucking irrelevant-ass player who plays for the fucking Knicks, to say that Kevin Durant is the GOAT, you know, he should be kicked out of the NBA. The Knicks should cut him immediately. Immediately. That's why the Knicks suck, is because they draft guys who think that dumb shit, okay? Like, are you... I mean, honest to God, how can you be so ignorant? It's just as infuriating. And that's what LeBron has to deal with, okay? LeBron's in year 17, people. And he had a better statistical season last year than Kevin Durant, who's in his prime. Yet you still have active players who who believe realistically that Kevin Durant is better than LeBron all time. What more can the guy do? I just don't get it. I just I just don't get it. It's it's unfair. It really, really is. And so, you know. I just thought that it was super important for me to address that uh, to begin today's podcast because it's just unacceptable for that to be an idea or, or uh, a belief for anyone to have. And so I, I really felt it necessary to address it. And, you know, another thing that I think is, is super um, relevant about the KD LeBron argument is that, you know, a lot of people say, or would respond when I said that that KD went to Golden State to get his ring, so he really doesn't have any um, legitimate rings. Uh, a lot of people would respond by saying, well, you know, LeBron went to Miami and won his first two, so he only has one legitimate ring, okay? Well, my response to that is very simple, okay? The year before LeBron went to Miami, Miami didn't make the playoffs, Okay, and this is going to upset a lot of people because for some reason, and I love Dwayne Wade, I really do. I think he's a super nice guy, a great prime. When Dwayne Wade was in his prime, he was an unbelievable player. So this is going to upset a lot of people when I say this. Other than 2011 and even, even somewhat in 2011, Dwayne Wade was a shell of himself when LeBron was in Miami, okay? That was not Flash D. Wade. That was not finals MVP D-Wade. That was, you know, 18, 6, and 5 Dwayne Wade. Like, it, it, you know, yes, he was a good player, and yes, Chris Bosh was a good player, but are we really going to, gonna, you know, compare the, the Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh to Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green? No, I just I think that if you if you really try to make that argument, you're you're a fucking idiot. Um, so I, I you know that that to me kind of puts that argument to rest. But 
Uh, so yeah, with that being said, I'm going to, um, move into the next section of the podcast, which is the Lion King. And I'm really excited to talk about this because there's a lot of stuff that I want to point out. And, you know, first off, I'm, I'm just going to give you my breakdown of the movie itself. Um, and I thought it was really good. It was a tad bit underwhelming, but that's, I mean, kind of expected because of my ridiculously high expectations that I had going in. And I really only had two major issues with it. Uh, the first being young Simba's voice. And first off, uh, you know, let me just tell you the best movie soundtrack song of all time by far is I can't wait to be king. And God, young Simba's voice really fucking butchered that song. It was bad. It was really hard to listen to. And I was, I was pretty upset about it. Um, but Pretty much, other than that, that's really the only issue I had with Young Simba's voice, other than the fact that it was kind of annoying, but, you know, it was only in there for a little bit, uh, for the beginning of part of the movie. So it really wasn't that big a deal. Um, but the more lingering issue that I had was Beyonce and her portrayal of Nala. Oh, my God. She seemed super uncomfortable, and she really struggled, I thought, and, and my sister agreed that Beyonce was was really really struggling with Nala, but I mean obviously she sang very well and her and her like songs on the soundtrack are great, but but her portrayal of Nala was not was not really good at all. But uh, another thing I really want to want to point out and get into is the the similarities that I noticed in the Lion King and the the current NBA. <laughs> and that sounds really dumb, but let me let me just expand on it. Um, so, and not really the current NBA, but but the the past five years of the NBA, I guess. And so, first, I'm I'm just going to explain the the Lion King to you guys if you haven't seen it, um, which I'm sure most of you have, but but I'll do it anyway. So so pretty much, Mufasa is the consensus king, and everyone loves him, and he's the alpha, right? No one wants to challenge him. He's very respected. Um, but there's one, one group of, 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 I guess one group of people or not, I guess not people, but one group of animals who doesn't like and is jealous of Mufasa. And that is the hyenas. They're extremely jealous of Mufasa. They don't like him. They don't like the lions, um, because they all respect Mufasa and they're jealous of Mufasa. And so Scar, who is Mufasa's brother, is also very jealous of the respect and the, the 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 prowess and physical gifts that Mufasa has, and and Scar is extraordinarily jealous of Mufasa in that sense, and so he decides to go team up with the hyenas and to overthrow Mufasa, and so it was extremely unfair, and, it, and the odds were stacked against Mufasa to the point where he had no chance. He had no chance to win. There was nothing he could have done to win uh, because of the, of the odds that were stacked against him by uh, the jealous group of hyenas and the jealous Scar. And so that really reminded me of, of a couple years back when Kevin Durant joined the Golden State Warriors. And let me explain why. So when LeBron came back from a 3-1 to deficit to uh, beat the Warriors in 2016, and in my opinion, that, that – solidified him as the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, the Warriors were extraordinarily jealous and upset with LeBron. And so 
they went to um, Kevin Durant, who for his whole career pretty much has been the second best NBA player, and he, he can never you know surpass LeBron because LeBron was just LeBron. He was he was just better than him. And so KD and the Warriors, who were both uh, extremely jealous of what LeBron had, decided that they were going to team up and try and overthrow LeBron. And so they did. And, and, and it was very similar to the hyenas and Scar because they created a, a, a set of circumstances that were just, were just unfair. And, and the odds were so stacked against LeBron that there was honest to God nothing that he could have done to um, overcome them. You know, it was just so unfair and, and the odds were so stacked that there was nothing LeBron could have done. And that just reminds me so much of what Scar and the Hyenas did to Mufasa. And so I, I really encourage you guys to go watch that movie from that lens and that perspective and see if you guys, um, and see if you guys see it the way I do. Um, so yeah, but with that being said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move in to that section of my podcast. And so my loving father is going to join us, and I would consider him to be uh, one of the greatest alcohol drinkers of all time. Uh, uh, I've I've never met anyone who is more knowledgeable about alcohol, so I'm going to have him list his top five uh, alcoholic beverages that he's ever had. I think it's going to be really interesting to um, um, see see what those are. So with that being said, Dad, go ahead. Great alcoholic drinker also means alcoholic <laughs> and alcoholism, and they're very dangerous diseases. So that comes with the territory, and that be the warning. Now, as far as looking backwards to favorite drinks, um, probably my favorite mixed drink in the old days was a Bloody Mary a whole number of ways to make a Bloody Mary. The standard way is to make it uh, sort of rich, sometimes spicy, with vodka. But if you really want to experiment and have a an interesting Bloody Mary and you like bourbon, I would suggest the bacon, barbecue, bourbon, beef Bloody Mary. And it's actually my own creation. And what you do is you take... <laughs> Your favorite bourbon, uh, one of the sweeter bourbons actually works better, Maker's Mark perhaps, or Angel's Envy. And then instead of all the ingredients you would find in a more fruity, or shall I say vegetable Bloody Mary, uh, you put beef strips or roast beef, horseradish, which gives you the taste of the meat, barbecue sauce, and then all of your steak sauces are made. A1 sauce, Heinz 57, Worcestershire, and then what are called bitters, which kind of round out the taste. And then if you're really fancy, instead of putting olives in it, which would be the normal Bloody Mary, you would put sautéed mushrooms, four to six. And it's a delicious, savory drink, and you felt like you've eaten a steak. Also, too, you can garnish it with four pieces of bacon, four strips of fried bacon on sort of stick up out of the drink itself, which gives you bacon, beef, and all of the sauces. Very savory drink. A second drink uh, that I think, depending on it, but if you want to go locale and you kind of like a beach effect, 
is your standard sea breeze drinks, which are anything with uh, usually vodka, cranberry juice, um, and some sort of tonic water, club sodas. Uh, grapefruit juice works very, very well in those. And, uh, you know, those are often a very light drink. You can drink several of them without uh, getting bloated or a high level of intoxication. Being a diabetic, I'm limited as to the beers I can drink. But in the old days, uh, some of the best tasting beers were, of course, uh, for me, the Shock Top and perhaps a Blue Moon or the Belgian Whites, they call them. Uh, of the light beers, many are very popular, uh, but I like Miller Light because it simply has the strongest, most robust taste for a light beer. Um, do you find this stuff? Yeah, I, I do. I think <laughs> I think it's kind of funny, but I was going to ask you. Um, obviously, back in your day, probably what in the eighties or so, when you were in Radford, right? I wasn't in Radford. Or either way, either way, Blacksburg, whatever. Um, would you would you put yourself up there with with the Billy Joels and the James Browns as far as you know the the, the goats of alcoholic drinking? I mean, were you on that level, do you think? I don't think so. I'm still alive. <laughs> of course, Billy Joel is, too. I, I, uh, the problem is is that there's a motto, anything worth doing is worth overdoing. And unfortunately, alcohol, if you overdo it, is a significant problem arrests, <laughs> criminal charges, oh, property damage, and loss of license. If you're lucky. <laughs> so, and I'm not trying to be humorous. It's really, really true. It's, it's, it's dangerous. Uh, but in moderation, and there are many, many people who can drink in moderation and drink just for the taste. Now, there's a, there's a whole bunch of, of, of wonderful wines that are out there right now as well. But if, if you like wine and you kind of like a bit of a sweet tooth, uh, the sangria is... Uh, Fantastic, and what you do with sangria is, is you mix your choice of kind of fruit juices sometimes, uh, and you can put any number of fruits, raspberries, blackberries, oranges, into a uh, into sort of a mix. It's really like a punch almost, except it's it's got a red wine taste, but it's not as dry as, as just drinking a glass of red wine. So a sangria would be one of the favorite wine drinks I've, I've seen people. Utilize quite a bit. The, I was never a particular fan of these. The two most popular shots in America are a peppermint schnapps shot and a fireball shot. Fireball is kind of like a sweet hot ball whiskey taste, and a peppermint schnapps tastes exactly like peppermint. Uh, and they're very popular, and it seems that people can take numerous shots of those <laughs> without actually showing any real signs of inebriation. Uh, there are a number of Whiskies that are extremely, extremely expensive and that are considered the top of the line ones, uh, Pappy Van Winkle and Rip Van Winkle, and these go anywhere from 30 to $35 a shot or, you know, several hundred dollars a bottle. Yeah. What, what's the most expensive shot you've ever, you've ever uh, bought? Probably a Rip Van Winkle. Is it 35 Probably $35, yeah. Okay. Well, okay, for the... Uh, Last question I'm going to ask you um, is: I want you to to 
tell tell us about the craziest story that that you've ever um, experienced at a at a bar or somewhere that you have been while you have been you know drinking. So I mean, this could be in Blacksburg. It could be. I'm gonna plead the Fifth Amendment, <laughs> and I'm not going to answer that particular question posed by you. <laughs> Dad, I think you should you should go ahead. Uh, choose not to. <laughs> well, what about the second craziest, maybe? Well, now these are beginning to be trick questions, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I will say the most... One of the most interesting experiences I had at the bar was I was sat down at the bar in Blacksburg in the 80s, and a fellow sat down beside me and had an English accent and uh, he was drinking and he said something like how are you mate and I looked at him and I said you look a lot like Elvis Costello Elvis Costello was a famous singer and songwriter in the 80s and he said I am Elvis Costello and so I got to spend an evening chatting with him about music and so forth he was a very approachable very nice guy um hat and is still quite popular and still very active in music so that was one of my great experiences I guess another was uh, in a bar in Nashville I ran into Jim Varney who now has passed away but Jim Varney was the uh, character in the Beverly Hillbillies movies he was also the one that know what I mean burn and he was a very popular comedy figure and I met him at a bar in Nashville and started talking to him, and I did not realize that he was from Wise County, and he'd grown up in Norton, and had worked at the Barter Theater as a Shakespearean actor before he became a comedian. So, those were the two most famous people I've met in bars. All right, well, um, I'm going to wrap it up now, and uh, thanks, Dad. Yeah, don't for, drink for, and drive. For, for coming on. Don't drink unless you have to. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming don't on. Don't drink under 21. And uh, Browns the fucking ball. Uh, well, yeah, let's go Browns. But uh, if you do have any criminal trouble with alcohol, <laughs> I am an attorney at law with significant experience. My phone number is 276-328-0918. Thank you. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> before, you, before I go, uh, there's a couple things that I want to address really quick um, that won't take very long. But... First off, I want to apologize for my laugh. Uh, I know it's extremely obnoxious and loud, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, and then the second thing I want to point out is that uh, I have never, ever had a sip of alcohol in my entire life because, you know, uh, it would take my focus off the most important thing in my life, which is um, assuring everyone that. LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. So uh, there's no way I could I could be intoxicated and, and fulfill that mission. So I've never, ever, ever had a sip of alcohol in my uh, entire 19 years of life. Um, so I just wanted to, to address those things and, and before I went. But so, yeah, um, thank you guys for listening again. And uh, as always, stay classy.